So, you hear? <laughs> hey, listen, I'm only asking because, well, I want to know. You tuned in to the Paul Leslie Hour, right? For 18 years, almost 19 and counting? Oh, this is an ever-growing compendium of interviews with fascinating folks. This is one from the archives with Ms. Catherine Crosby. Well, you already knew that. Well, you should know. The archives are, are vast. We're trying to get many, many interviews out there and available to the masses. Many were heard on the radio for one week and then sh tucked away. So help the Paul Leslie Hour get all this content out there. Merely visit www.thepaulleslie.com support and we thank you for your contribution. So it's time I introduce the interview because you're going to want to hear this. Singer, actress, Catherine Crosby joined Paul E. Leslie to talk about her music-filled life and her husband, the late Bing Crosby. Mm-hmm. Catherine Crosby also came on the show to promote her appearance in The Melody Lingers On. It's a live musical event that celebrated the music of songwriter Irving Berlin, one of the world's all-time great songwriters. And now, on with the show. Come on along, come on along, let me take you by the hand. Come on along, come on along, why it's the best band in the land. And if you want to hear the Swanee River song in ragtime, come on along, come on along, it's Alexander's ragtime band. Now... On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to welcome our special guest, Catherine Crosby. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm delighted to be with you. You're in New York. I'm in New York City. We came to see a lot of plays. We saw five plays in three days, and we're going to keep doing that every time we're here. But then sometimes happy things happen, and Bruce Bider who is directing and producing a review at Madison Theater at Malloy College in Rockville, Center, New York, called me and said, Lee Merriweather is doing a movie, and could I come and replace her in the show? And of course I can. And this show is The Melody Lingers On. That's right. The songs I of helped, Irving Berlin. Yes, I helped produce it 10 years ago in Los Angeles. And amazingly, for the first time out, we got a wonderful review and everybody loved it. And, of course, there's nothing more perfect than Irving Berlin's song. And so I'm getting to do that with everybody. We're singing a song that I heard by Alice Faye singing when Bing and I were just dating, Alexander's Ragtime Band. And then later we do It's a Lovely Day Today. And after that, we do I Love a Piano. And after that, from Call Me Madam, you're not sick, you're just in love. And then Blue Skies. 
and then White Christmas, which is a song I'm rather familiar with. Indeed. <laughs> and we got to sing it every Christmas. And I keep remembering Irving Berlin called Bing every Christmas to thank him for singing the song so beautifully. Because that's a song that they wore out the recording. The master was worn out in two weeks' time. It sold so fully, so happily. And during World War II, it became the anthem of our soldiers. And it's just the perfect song. And it keeps going on. You're listening to our interview with our special guest, Catherine Crosby. We're talking about The Melody Lingers On, The Songs of Irving Berlin. As you just mentioned, you just said something that very few people get to say. You said, Irving Berlin called me. How did you first become acquainted with Irving Berlin? Well, I met Bing when he was filming White Christmas. I wasn't there when he did Holiday Inn, which was the first time White Christmas was played. But I met Irving Berlin during that time. And he called me every Christmas to thank him for the work he had done. It was a good song. Amazing results. Why do you think it is that the songs of Irving Berlin have endured so long? Because he just knew what to say, and he said it simply. And he wrote the words and the music. Someone said, what is his place in the American songbook? And someone responded, he is the American songbook. Just from the very beginning, he knew how to say what we wanted said. And especially in White Christmas. Would you say that White Christmas is your favorite of Irving Berlin's songs? Well, of course. Because that's what I met Bing. And then four years later, we were married. And then I have three beautiful children who were because of that. And now I have ten lovely grandchildren also because of that. And they also sing beautifully. And I love that. You mentioned so many of the titles there. Blue Skies. It's been recorded by so many people. Tell us about some of the songs other than White Christmas that you just think are phenomenal. Well, there's no business like show business, which for every actor is a heart of our profession. And the words just make such sense. There's no business like show business, like no business I know. Traveling through the country will be thrilling. Standing out in front on opening nights. Smiling as you watch the theater filling. And there's your billing up there in lights. <laughs> That's just lovely. Tell us about Sarah Rice, who is also going to be in this. I wish I knew her better. I will see her first Wednesday when we have our first rehearsal out at the Madison Theater at Malloy College. That's at Rockville Center, New York. And we hope you all come to see us on Saturday. That will be at 8 o'clock in the evening. And there's just the one performance, but it's a benefit for the theater. And we're thrilled that you'll come. I kind of want to go back a little bit. Where are you from? I'm from Texas. West Columbia, Texas. It's a tiny town. It was about 2000 when I was born. It's 2000 now. It just never grew. It's on the branks of the Brazos River. It was a small oil town. And I grew up there with my brother and sister and my father, who was county commissioner, and my mother, who taught second grade for 34 years. And we got to go to the University of Texas, where I discovered the drama department. And it was a wonderful place to be. 
And then I went to Hollywood and met Bing Crosby and then married him. Even going before the first time you ever spoke with Irving Berlin, when did you first become aware of the name of that songwriter, Irving Berlin? Oh, well, we always sang White Christmas at Christmas time. Even though it only appeared, it only became a huge hit during World War II. It was like the anthem of World War II. All of our soldiers, whether they were in Europe or in the Pacific or in Africa, they all thought of White Christmas as their song. And it was a pledge to do their job and come home. How did you first come to meet Bing Crosby? At Paramount Pictures. I was the newest starlet there, and he was just your ordinary run-of-the-mill superstar. (laughs) I met Rosemary Clooney the same day, and we became friends, too. Wow, that's another just great voice, Rosemary Clooney. Absolutely, yes. What was your first impression the first time you looked eye-to-eye with Bing Crosby? Well, he called out, Hi-Tex, what's your hurry? And I absolutely froze in place because his voice was so recognizable. I knew it was Bing. And then I turned, and and then he invited me for a very glamorous Hollywood date. We had a cup of tea, and I didn't know a lot about Bing. But I was a reporter, and I started to ask him questions. I wondered if he liked baseball. I didn't know he owned the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> and then I asked if he liked horses, and I didn't know that he had built Del Mar Racetrack. He just was the most incredible person, but I felt so comfortable with him. And I think everybody that met him felt he was a man to make you comfortable. The last movies he made, people would be with him. They would start a song, any song, and he would sing harmony and let them have the melody. And he loved to sing Barbershop Quartet. And he loved music. And then he and Bob Hope did all their shows together. And they were always entertaining the troops during the week. They would do shows in California or in the United States. And after a while, they started going overseas to do shows. And it was an amazing friendship, an amazing job that all of us in America were doing together. It was a joy. Why do you suppose it is that Bing Crosby made people feel so comfortable? What was it? Well, he had the bluest eyes in the world, of course. And he looked at you and you knew that he only wanted to speak with you. You were the most important person in his world at that moment. I found so many letters from parents of people that had written to them. Then they'd been in the hospital, and he promised to sing a song for them on his show that night. Wow. He did. He did. And then he kept in touch with their parents. They were very important to him. These people, the veterans, were his superheroes. And he wanted to be worthy of their care and their support. There were wonderful things that he did that nobody ever knew. But some of the letters I found, and I was really impressed that they mattered so much to him. It's almost unheard of in singers today to do that. They hadn't had that opportunity. He had wanted so much to join, to enlist in World War I, but he was too young. And then in World War II, they said he was too old, and he hated that, because these men were his heroes, and he wanted to support them. And he couldn't carry a rifle, but he could carry a golf club to sell war bonds, and he could carry a tune. So he did that. What did you and Bing Crosby most enjoy to do together? 
Well, one of our favorite things, of course, was to do the Christmas show where our kids got to work with us and got to sing when Daddy sang and got to meet some very important people. Glenn Campbell gave Harry his first guitar when he was singing with Ving on the the, uh, Hollywood Palace. He was singing Wichita Lineman. And he brought a guitar for Harry, who plays the guitar beautifully now. But it was very special. There are so many people that have contributed to the arts, that have contributed to entertainment and music, who have listed Bing Crosby as being a huge influence in their life. I read not too long ago a book by Regis Philbin. Ah. And the book starts, the first chapter is about Bing Crosby, the whole chapter. Yes. Yes. And he talks about how just thrilling it was to meet Bing Crosby and how Bing Crosby's always been an inspiration even today. Well, Regis Philbin worked with Joey Bishop, a good comedian, and Bing was on Joey's show, and Regis was there. And Joey Bishop said, you know, Bing, Regis Philbin really admires you, and he would love to hear you sing Tura Laura Laura. So Bing just started singing it. He sang it for Regis. And then, not to let it well enough alone, Joey said, well, Bing, would you like Regis to sing for you? And so Regis sang. And that was very touching. It was very touching. And I got to see it and hear it. And I was so proud of both of them. It was lovely. It's all about music. And Bing was all about music. Wow. And so was Regis with his daily show. He was everybody's friend. He was lovely. We're talking to our special guest, Catherine Crosby. I wanted to ask you about Bing Crosby's incredible influence, because we just mentioned Regis Philbin, and you're doing this show, The Melody Lingers On. Another person that recorded many, many Irving Berlin songs was Frank Sinatra. Yes. And Frank Sinatra frequently said that Bing Crosby was one of his biggest influences. The father of my career, he said. Wow. Those were his words? Yes. Yes. Did you ever meet Mr. Sinatra? Yes, I did. I didn't know him very well, but I met him. And he was very, he was always very kind to me. He was very kind to everybody that loved to sing. He was a good friend to Bing and to... Jimmy Van Heusen wrote a lot of his songs, and Jimmy wrote a lot of Bing songs, too. But Irving Berlin is the granddaddy of all songwriters, and he wrote the words and the music, the two things that go together. For anyone that goes to see this performance, the melody lingers on, the songs of Irving Berlin, it's going to be at Rockville Center in New York at the Madison Theater. What do you want people to get out of the experience? They'll have a lot of songs on their mind after that. They'll just be hearing these songs in their head and enjoying them again because they're very clear. They're very simple. Every song has a tune that you could remember, that you hum. And every song has a rhythm that you love. He did syncopation for the first time. And if you want to hear that Swanee River play in Ragtime, and everybody hears that. Come on along. Come on along, Alexander's Ragtime Band. So many of those songs, wow, they're they're just incredible. What is the best thing about being Catherine Crosby? 
I've been fortunate enough to meet some wonderful people. A lot of Bing's friends have been kind to me, and I love that. In fact, Bruce Bider, who is producing and directing this performance, called me because we met at Hofstra at the centennial of Bing's birthday, and he thought I should work on 42nd Street because there's a role in there he said I should do. So I worked on it and learned to do that. I worked on other songs to get ready for what happens. And then suddenly, Bruce said, I'm in trouble. I need you. So here I am. And we're going to do this show on Long Island, which gives me a chance to be with my grandchildren and a chance to sing for you next Saturday at 8 o'clock at the Madison Theater at Malloy College in Rockville Center, New York. We did a show there three years ago, and there were lots of young people that work with Bruce in their theater program, and they're going to be on the stage with me this time. And when I sing, I love a piano, they all come out of the piano, just one at a time, popping up and singing. I love a piano. I love a piano. I love to hear somebody play. So, come on out. See us at the Madison Theater at Malloy College, Rockville Center, New York, next Saturday, 8 p.m. We'll be waiting for you. For anyone who's listening to this, not just in the United States, from anywhere in the world, what would you like to say to them? Come see us. That's what I'd like to say to them. My last question. Who is Catherine Crosby, in your own words? A little girl from Texas who married the most wonderful man in the world. I knew everybody at my time of life. When I was 18 in Los Angeles, every woman in the world wanted to marry me. And after four years, he wanted to marry me. I think that was amazing. It was wonderful. I love being who I am. I love meeting the people I've met. And I want to see you all next Saturday on Long Island, the Madison Theater at Malloy College at Rockville Center, New York. And I thank you for calling me. Thank you very much for this interview. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. Blue skies smiling at me. Nothing but blue skies do I see. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, the entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me. The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.